Evening all, happy Friday, it's the weekend again, thankfully, what a week at work it's been for me. <laughs> How's your week been, Franny? Uh, a wee bit, Monday, Monday wasn't a great while I was working at Birmingham Airport and it was just a disaster, but apart from that it went, went alright after there. Aye, right, Thank you. Aye, I was at Kevin Bridges on Wednesday, which was outstanding, by the way. So if anybody's got a ticket, you're in for a treat, because it was brilliant. <laughs> I was laughing from start to finish. Uh, back talking Celtic again. Here we are. Um, we've got our first point in Europe this season. Uh, we're going to tuck into the Shakhtar shortly. But uh, first of all, let's jump into the Super 6 standings, <laughs> which I'm not <laughs> happy about going in and look at, but needs must. Super 6 is uh, the league codes just below me, guys. If you're wanting to get involved, if you're not already in, then get involved. Uh, it's looking quite tight at the top. Francis Carty is <laughs> back on top, still top, whatever it was for last week. But Alistair Jack's up there. Well done, Alistair, mate. He's up there alongside him. Although if we talk about these points deductions for uh, predicting <laughs> Ariel win against Celtic, then uh, he shouldn't be anywhere near the top. But John Ross... <laughs> Sean Ross is still up there again on 79 points. Sorry, you, you two were on 82 points. Uh, I'm fourth on 75, which is mental because I know he haw about football. And James Bowie is in fifth place. So the endless sales boys are doing great, to be honest with you. Apart from us two, mate. I know. Wow. What can you do? Can <laughs> All fun, do? guys. If you want to get joined in, join in. And again, I'll just I, I'll just talk about the viewer. Like Kaiser, Kaiser's in the comments. He was brilliant when he was on. Uh, if you're wanting on, I know we've got Jed coming on soon, and and if you're wanting on, private mail one of the guys, private mail the page, we'll get you on. Uh, Kaiser was made a brilliant debut. <laughs> it's a hard act to follow, but uh, we're looking forward to getting some of you on. And and uh, as if Alistair saying I got Rangers tracking on, he's, he's on <laughs> right. Let's get tucked into Shakhtar. Was it a point gained or two points lost? Uh, we've Looked excellent again, but just no clinical enough, unfortunately. Uh, what's your brief thoughts on the on the game? I know we'll delve into that a wee bit more, but your brief thoughts on the game. Do you think it is a point game, or, or, or do you think it's two points lost? Bear in mind, we're away from home, and uh, no team's rotten in the Champions League, and where we were like a year ago. And I know that people say about, oh, you can't say trust the process or whatever and all the rest of that. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying where we were a year ago to now, is it a point gained or two points lost in your in your eyes, considering how we've started this season as well? I think I'm on the, the sort of a two points lost, well, but it's more, I think that's just more based on the second half performance. Like if you had offered me up a point at the start of the game, I think like I was in Ross's camp, I, I think you were the same, where it was a, a must not loss game. Yep. So at the start, if you're offering me a point at the start, I would have probably snapped your hands off, but then you see that second half and it's, just not clinical at this at this level, but it's not because of bad players. It's just it's one of the ones that some of the better chances, like Yenzi's chance, it's just falling to the wrong guy. Maybe and things like Jota. There's one with Jota where he's he's beat three, four guys, and it's just you see he just kind of slips or the pitch sort of a uh, digs up on him, and they just he loses his footing. So there is it, it was just one of the ones that was not clinical enough at the high the highest level and I for me it was it was two points lost but equally I'm I'm not I'm I'm, I'm happy with with the point because like you say it gets us off the mark gets us going the key is to try and pick points up away from home and stuff like that that I think if we're going to qualify for the group we obviously need to, yeah the Real Madrid game's been and gone but you need to try and obviously win your next two home games and then try and do something in the away games and well that's one the first away game we've picked something up for it so Fingers crossed it gives the team a wee bit of confidence just going into the next round of games. But I would, I think, just on reflection, it's probably two points dropped. Yeah, I agree with you, mate. I think most in the comments are agreeing as well. Frank Kennedy, Jed, Monty, uh, Phil McGinley, welcome, boys. Uh, I, I totally agree. I think, especially with the with the performance in the second half, we should have we should have put them away. To be honest. Um, we look electric going forward and I don't think they caused us many problems coming back the way, uh, but we'll delve into that. So, uh, Haksabanovic started, which was a bit of a surprise for many. Was it a surprise for yourself that he was in the, the first 11? I think so, just considering the way Abada's been playing recently. Yeah. And then Maeda's obviously uh, one of the key players in the, the team as well, but 
I think his sort of cameo appearances recently, he's shown he is a better player. Um, I thought he actually had a decent decent enough first half, obviously he gets assist. But I don't know if it's maybe just a fitness issue why he's came off at half time. I don't I don't believe he played a lot of football, obviously considering what's happening over in in Russia and Ukraine and things like that. So I don't think he'd actually played a lot of football. So maybe he's just still trying to get up to pace. But it does look a Europe a European style player like that kind of level. It, it does look a real a real good asset and stuff. So I think he might feature more going forward, but Ange likes to I think it's only really Yacht and Kyogo, but it's not really got rotated this season, so to speak. So I think he'll get a decent enough run. Maybe get a well, obviously come in a bit, maybe get a start at the weekend. But I was I was really impressed with his forty five minutes, Wally. Aye, me too, mate. I thought he's um he looks he's he does look a lot similar to Jota for me, the way the way he plays, he's a bit of flair and, and he can beat a man and he can create things uh, like he did for the goal, which we'll go into. But it's interesting that because Abada's Abada's hit the morning hand can he got it wrong. Oh really? Uh, I well I have seen a lot of that online saying that they should have started Abada and I like, I couldn't disagree because Abada's been absolutely electric this year as well. Um so it's interesting because this time well no this time last year, tail end of last year, we were all screaming that Maeda's your number one left winger and it's looking like he's gradually falling down the pecking order. <laughs> no. do, 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 do you feel that way as well with Maeda? Do you think he's kind of Falling down the pecking order now that Haxabanovich is in and Abada's just no really giving Ange much of a choice but to give him game time because he's, he's scoring goals for fun. Uh, I'm not so sure, well, because I, I, I really like Maeda. I think he's he is what Ange is all about in the sense of that old press, and I think he, he presses really well. Um, but it's I don't know if it's more. There seems to be an element uh, sort of for the support within a support that he's turning into a bit of the, the whipping boy, so to speak. So I don't know if that's maybe subconsciously on people's minds saying how he's gone down the pecking order. But like Haxavanovich, Yacht and Abada, well, maybe not so much Abada now, but like Yacht and Haxavanovich, they're clearly technically a lot better than Maeda. There's no getting away with it. But I just think, I think too many folk are concentrating on. I'm not going to say it's a lack of technique for Maeda, but the fact that he's not the most like a tricky winger in it, I don't know if folk are just maybe concentrating on that too much and maybe just picking flaws where there doesn't need to be flaws picked on him. Aye, I mean, aye. That's a good problem to have anyway, but we've got all this talent. Uh, there's been a lot of chat in the, uh, a lot in the mm-hmm. chat about guys saying that aye, he's, he's, he's getting a stick eye. Um, I don't know. I don't know if it's because you're looking at it on the chances you're getting. Abada's, Abada's scoring goals for fun and Maeda's not. But for me, Maeda's not an actual goal scorer. Uh, his goals that he has scored for us, he's popped up in the right place at the right time. Uh, and it's more his I don't know if that's not made at Maeda or not. I wouldn't think that. The type of player who get the sack, someone once said. Uh, Maeda is that, Patrick. Get back in the chat and ask us, and let's see if it is. Um, I, I think he's, I think he's, I think he's unbelievable. You're not, but he's, like we were all raving about him six months ago. He's not a bad player. It's just because other guys have stepped up, and I still think he's got. Like, we could be having this conversation in three months, and my aid is our number one. Uh, should be starting and eleven again, but I mean, it's it'll be interesting to see going forward. And I do, I would like to see a bit more of Haxabanovich. Um, Tom McGinley's maybe right in that. Aye. Might be. I'm not sure though. Phil might be. Phil, yeah. Phil will know. He's got the knowledge. But I'm not sure if Maeda was playing up. Was he playing up top for them, or was he coming in off the left for them as well? Um, that'd be interesting to see. Because for me, whenever he, we've played him up top, I, I just it's no for me. I think he is. But again, it's more for his press and what he does coming back the way. And I'm not so sure we're really needing that. And like in Europe <laughs> so far, we've shown that like attacks attacks the best form of defence so far, and it's just we're not clinical enough. Um, so I think maybe we're maybe picking holes a wee bit when um, there's there's no need to it's maybe uh-huh. try to complain about something uh, when it's not there. But we'll go on in the goal. Haksabanovic, some good work from him, and Hatati with a great run. I, I I love Hatati in that number eight role, which is the only role he plays for us. But <laughs> I think he's like a like a proper proper number eight. He gets forward, he gets your goals, but he also gets back. 
his engines non-stop. I'm actually surprised that he only gets 65 minutes a game because it <laughs> seems like that's it seems like it's the same four or five subs that Ange likes to make at that time. Um, what do you make of the goal? Well worked for the two. Great run uh, for uh, Patty, wasn't it? Uh, was it like? I mean, I like I, I love your run of it. So I'm giving him that pass. Like he totally meant that. I'm I'm gaining it. I think it was a big punt up the park right enough. <laughs> it's just, it's right there. <laughs> but I, I'm giving him the I'm giving him the assist for the assist, and I uh, Hatsavanovic picks it up wide and drives it drives it in the middle, and Hatati obviously give like bursts a gut to give him that option and gets a wee bit of luck with the deflection that he's he's running determination deserves. So that uh, was another great start, another early goal. Kyogo's a bit intelligent to actually leave it on the line, like. A lot of strikers are maybe greedy, just want to get on the score sheet, but he's thinking as a potential I'm offside here, so it's more the collective. It was back to that whole collective thing that we talk about. He's no, he's no worried about his own Aye. figures. It's it's the team. I'll yep. leave this and and notate the goal. But uh, it was it was a great goal. It's, it's a shame that it's went in as an OG, but I mean, we're not getting at the end of the day. But I was a great goal, and like you say. That run for Tati, just known when to make that run. It was just, I just first I got to get into that area and I was a really good goal. Really good goal. There's a good question for Monty Franny. What? Controversial oh, yeah. here. Are our strikers good enough to progress in Celtic Unit? What's your thoughts on that? Oh. Afterwards? Well, oh, I would say, I would say, I gets to a level. I think Kyogo's ridiculous. I do think he's he's finishing at time at times is really good. His movement's really good. So I would say definitely say Kyogo. Yakamakis, I mean, I don't he can't be the top goal scorer in the, the Dutch league and know he's something about you to do it. But I think his he should have I am not saying he should have scored that chance, but he should have hit the target. It, it was I mean a wee bit unlike him not to hit the target, but I'm I'm content enough with with Kyogo and Yakamakis. Of course, there'll be better players out there, but I don't. I'm we're not in a position where we're going to win the Champions League. But I think they're good enough to get us out of this group. The two players. Yeah, I totally agree. I think um, I think Kyogo's movement is as good as any in Europe. Um, there's Joe Finley saying, uh-huh. controversial. Yakamakis is, but Kyogo isn't. I can. I think I can know where you're coming for, Joe, because I think that Kyogo is a bit of a natural finisher. Um, I think when he's got time in the ball, he's not. He's not as effective. I don't think he's a like a magnificent finisher. And I, I've said this before, and I think I got pelters like because I know like the cup final with Hibs was two unbelievable finishes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I know what Joe's um, saying. Patrick, I bang on, and I think Yakamakis is the same. Um, he should put his chance. I know we'll talk about it. Yakimaka yeah. should put that chance away, and then we're, we're sitting here telling a different story. Um, but I do. I think. I think they're both. I think they're both good enough. They're definitely. Are. You can't like. I mean, domestically, we're scoring. We're scoring goals for fun, and it's the same. It's the same chances that they're putting away. Yakimaka is putting put chances away for for fun in the league, like the chance he had mm-hmm. in Shakhtar. I just thought it was unfortunate. It's probably because you take a, take a first touch. It doesn't usually ah, you probably, just finish you shouldn't take a touch. <laughs> I know, that's his problem. But, uh, no, it's an interesting, interesting debate, but I, I, for me, I, I definitely think definitely think that. Um, Patrick's agreeing with you. Let's go on. <laughs> he's only one touch for it. I think he's, what, is he one goal that he's had with more, more than one touch for us? Every uh, other I think he got injured doing it as well. Finish. It was the one, <laughs> one who rounded the goalkeeper and got injured doing it. <laughs> um... Let's go on to the goal we conceded and see if you can pick faults. There was a bit of debate in the our group chat about this. <laughs> <laughs> um, some saying Calmax should have done better in the middle of the park. Some saying Joe Hart shot himself for the lack of a better mm. phrase and dived out the way. For me, I think that Calmax, I don't think Calmax majorly at fault. He's seen the ball, he's wanted to try and win it and he's, he's not, he's mistimed it. I don't think that, I wouldn't put him too much at fault for the goal. And even Joe Hart, for me, I think he's tried to, um, try to, try to judge where the boy's going to go. I don't think he's diving out the way. I think he thinks he's going to go across goal. It's actually a decent finish for the boy. It's went over him, and I just think he's been a bit unfortunate. What's your thoughts? Do you think? Is it, do you think there's anything we could have done to stop the goal? 
I, I seen somewhere saying it was about a counter attack. I don't think it was much a counter attack for me. And I know CCV's well up the park again, and he's but it's because of this press. Excuse me, and Andrew's not going to stop that. Um, I just do you think again? Same question again <laughs> that we say every week. I think <laughs> we're going to concede goals in the Champions League, but this is the way Ange wants to play, and this is the way we want to play. So, do you think that's something we, that needs looked at, and we should? And do you think there's anything we could have done to better to stop? Do you think Cal Mack or Joe Hart was at fault? Because I know a lot of folk have been giving them a bit of pelters. I th- uh- I think Kalmak is guilty of just being a bit too eager if that's a criticism you can give him. I think it makes it look like a counter-attack because it's one of the ones where he's, he's obviously just got that split second. He's like, I think I can get this. And then doesn't. And it's, when he slides in, he's got to get it and just doesn't. It just it opens the game right up, opens the attack right up and stuff. So it's, it's one of the ones I think where it's... I, I will be a wee bit critical on McGregor, but only man, it's, it's obviously his fault. I, I've got a chance of getting this, and the only way I get this is if I slide. Where in reality, is, I think on reflection, he's probably thought it'd be better if he just stood his ground because then he's then got the players maybe got to try and get away from him and stuff. So, I think if you're looking to sort of ways in where you could stop a goal, there, there's always ways you could probably pick through a goal and say, We could have stopped it here, or we could stop it here. And, and it's a great pass in behind Juranovic and the boy just absolutely does him for pace. And I think, I'm with you, I think Joe Hart thinks the boy's got to go across him. And it does look like, there's, it does duck, but I don't think he, I think it's more an instinct duck. Just a where, reaction, aye. And it's coming, it's one of the ones, somebody's putting a ball right in your face. It's <laughs> you'll, you'll try your best to take one in the face, but I think just instincts kick in. And then the next thing, it's, it's in the back. And it's, like you say, it's a really good finish for the boy. But I, I, it does look, I think if you look at it, it looks like Joe Hart ducks, but I think it's just simply, it's been booted straight in his face and instincts like, oh, I'm getting, I'm, this has got to be said, I'm getting out of the way, which obviously isn't great, but uh, it's just two two moments at that level, I think you could pick flaws in them, but I think it's, it's a, for me, it's a wee bit nitpicking. Uh, me too, mate, because for the majority of the game, um, we kept them at bay, to be fair. I think the only other chance of memory, anyway, is the chance that they scored, but the ball went out. It's fed, funnily enough, which <laughs> I, was, I was in fear of. Um, I think defensively, for the majority of the goal... Um, what's that? 9-10. Aye, aye, exactly. Um, I think the majority of the game, we were we were excellent, and we defended great. So to pick, I think to nitpick that, um, it's football. It's going to happen. We're going to. We're definitely going to concede goals the way we play. Um, I think the overall riding for me, anyway, in these first two games is we're just we need to be more clinical. Uh, we're mm-hmm. we're creating more than enough chances. It's not like the old days. Even and I'm talking even Martin O'Neill days. There was times where we were no backs against the wall, but we were up against it a bit, and and the chances were few and far between. But because we had Larson and Hartsons and Suttons that were absolutely clinical, they didn't need any more than a chance or two. Um, they were putting them away and we were putting teams away. This team is the, the opposite. We're, I think we're creating <laughs> we're creating unbelievable amount of chances, more than enough chances to win two games, never mind one. But we're just, just lacking that, that clinical edge. And it's, I suppose it's coming back to what these guys, all the guys and the viewers are saying today is the, the, the two strikers, are they, are they good enough? <laughs> I think they're good enough. I just I just think it's, I don't know, it's hard to, it's hard to try and pinpoint what it is. Because uh-huh. uh, the chances that second half, I mean, Yakamakis, I mean, he should have scored. Maya mm-hmm. does. I know he's stretching, but he, I think he needs to do better there. Um, Jota, Jota, I thought Jota was excellent. Uh, we had countless, countless chances, countless chances, and we just, we just couldn't put one away. And I just think that's that's the overall riding story. The first two games, mm-hmm. I'm hoping it's not going to be the story over the next few games. <laughs> um, but uh, moving forward in the group, you weren't on. You weren't on last week when we kind of talked yeah. about Ross was talking about how many points Shank will get and stuff. I reckon if we we win both our home games, which I think we're more more, more than capable of doing, I think we're actually capable of getting points away and Leipzig for what I've seen so far as well. Mm-hmm. How do you? What's your feelings? Are you feeling positive? Going forward, or do you, you have that niggling? We're, we're no, we're not putting away teams here, and uh, I'm not sure that's going to happen going forward. Uh, 
the, the result and performance gave me a wee bit of confidence that going forward in the rest of the group and then obviously Ross had hundreds of time in his hand today when he sent that message in the group chat because he was sitting thinking going, <laughs> if there's only two home games, seven points doesn't really get you through. I think, fun enough, I don't think it was in the Champions League group, mate. Somebody might correct me, but I think Rangers got, they definitely got through a European group on seven points and it was the lowest ever. I can't remember if it was the Europa League or Champions League, but seven points really gets you through in the Champions League. But I think it was Real actually. Was that the time Real they Madrid, beat Leon away in that? I think so, I I think they lost their first three games and got seven points aye. for the last three or something. Might be right. Uh, and I so seven, if Real Madrid win every game, seven could be enough. I think I'm I'm trusting Rossi's maths. I'm trusting his maths. And then but I like you say picks it up in Germany, eight with Real Madrid won and everything, I think has to be enough. I'm I'd know I would really need to look at Rossi's message, but um I'm more confident that we will win both our home games. And then that gives us seven. And if you can pick something up in Germany, then great. If it's a win, brilliant. Because 10 points yeah. almost, I think there's only been one or two teams that have not qualified on 10 points. So it's a rarity if you didn't qualify on 10 points. I think Ross had too much time in his hands this morning. Aye. He's put it I'm on not... the guys. If you've not seen it, on it's a Renless Celts page on Facebook. Ross put up a wee post today. And he pretty, <laughs> much predict, he pretty much predicted all the results for the remaining games, not just for us, but for the other teams in the group. And uh, and worked it out that if we get if we win our two home games, then he he thinks we're gonna. No, no, it's a big beard, Joe. <laughs> I've seen it for Aldi. They're brilliant. Uh, I pretty much predicted that we're seven points. Celtic will make it through. So have a look <laughs> at his maths, and you tell us. I think we're if we're looking at that. I think we. I'd like to get something away at Leipzig, but we're we're pretty much hoping that Real Madrid pump everybody. And uh, then we do the business at home and, and maybe grab another point away and I, I think that would be more enough. I think this team is more than capable. For what I've seen the first two games, I think we're more than capable of going on and, and grabbing points and, and, and getting to the knockout stages anyway. What's, do, do you think you think we'll make it? Uh, let's, let's, let's dream about it. I actually think we will. If, it's got to sound stupid. If we, obviously, if we win our next game, at Leipzig, at home, it's got to give you that confidence going away. And then, I, th- I think it's crucial that we win that, it's crucial we win that home game, and obviously, you pick up your first one. I think if somebody offers you four points after the first three games, we'd have snapped their hands off for it. So, I think that'll obviously give the team confidence if you win your first game against Leipzig, then that might play into our hands with the return leg, because obviously it'll be the double header against Leipzig. And then the way that because they got beat off Real Madrid, so if they, you then beat them, they're sitting with zero points after three games, so they've maybe got to come out and attack you. So it might actually play into our hands going into the away leg and stuff. Uh, the return leg over in Germany that we'll just we can maybe catch catch some early and catch them on the break, and you might you might get a result there. So I think for the confidence, the need to win for obviously progressing the group will need to win against Leipzig but I think it will give the team confidence as well to then kick on Yeah there's a lot in the chat saying 8 points will make it through and um, that we I reckon we could get at least a point at Leipzig I really do Um, and I think I I, I definitely think we'll get the 6 points at home so fingers crossed it's another positive performance it's a bit a wee bit demoralising because we're all we're all feeling a bit like it was another one that kind of got away like and I know Real Madrid beat us 3-0 but after that first half I was like looking at the bookies to see what odds we were to win the whole thing because we were. I thought we were electric. <laughs> but uh, uh, so again, it's a bit demoralising because I think we should be coming away with three points. But I mean, Andrew's presser he didn't seem too demoralised. Um, but that moves me on to my next point, and that is Andrew's presser. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't it demoralised? Did you catch it? Uh, I've, seen some, I've seen some. I oh, that's brilliant, man! <laughs> Absolutely, just how good is it? And he just shuts them down. You know what it's like in that. Like, I gave you an insight to when he's he's not happy about the performance in that dressing room, eh? When he just gives you the eyes. Aye, uh, you could just say just the interpreter just got a stare done, and you're like, oh no. Oh, for no, anybody that's not seen it, you need to go on YouTube and just look at his post-match presser. He's um, he's even mate, he's mm. he's in the chair and he's getting asked questions, and then the interpreters interpreting, and uh, he kind of. He's he's in the middle of answering a question, 
and the interpreter stops him and kind of says, "Can you can you come closer to the mic? I can't hear you." And he just just you and just puts him right in his place. Just just shut your mouth, pretty much. <laughs> bit of respect here. Um, and then I loved it a wee bit later on again when he says, uh, <laughs> somebody said something, asked him a question, and he just sat in silence, and they're all like. And he's like, you're not going to, you're not going to uh, <laughs> interpret it, no, no. And he's like, ah, he's pissed you off. He's, uh, I don't want to be on the wrong side of Ange anyway. I just thought it was brilliant. Again, Ange with the press, he's just magic, isn't he? Ah, he's, like we've said countless times, well, he's, he's got them on toast. He knows what to say and when to say it and how to say it. Um, but it's, it's, it was just the way, like, because obviously the interpreter kind of, interrupted him in the sense that he'd started interpreting what he was saying before Ange had kind of finished. And I think it was just one that one time he goes, can you just, can you talk up a bit? And he was like, can you just shut up and do your job, essentially? Aye, exactly. Just, aye. Just everybody can job, hear aye. me. Everybody can hear me, but I just, it does not miss anybody then. Obviously tries to, the media try and trip him up to get a, a wee, a wee headline and things like that. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, no, quite. Stephen usually goes, "Well, could somebody give me a lesson here?" <laughs> but uh, it's just, he's <laughs> he's such he's so good in front of the media. And I've I've seen obviously a couple of, couple of things on Twitter. Like obviously before Ange came in, there were stories about how he had a, a short fuse and things like that. And try to, I see some media let's try to jump on that, but it's just it's almost it's tell me Celtic are in a good place without telling me Celtic are in a good place. And it's just, they're trying to pick wee flaws and show him in a different light and stuff and get that wee divide between him and the fans and he's just he's not having it and Aye. thankfully the fans aren't eating it uh, and it wasn't and he, it, either. it wasn't as if like he lost his temper or anything like that like we've obviously mm. had Lennon Lennon was in a forum and he would just <laughs> lose his shit but Angie's didn't Aye, lose his Lennon just didn't anticipate himself well and, and, and he's the way he's it's just a, it's just respect isn't it mate that's all he demands oh. it he gives it Every time he speaks about the club, that's all. Um, it's it's nothing but respect. Uh, long may it continue. I just think he's magic, and I, I, I mean, he had a press the other day again, and we're going to go and touch on uh, the next uh, topic because it's been running through the comments all night. <laughs> Everybody's going back and forth, so uh, let's get tucked in about the the whole banner at the game, and uh, it's looking like we're going to get uh, punished. Uh, and uh, there's a lot of debate going on here, a lot of different <laughs> opinions, which I can understand. I told there's been lots of different opinions in our group chat this week as well. It's kind of got a bit heated. Um, I can I can see it all going on in the chat. Craig White, legend. I've, I've seen a lot of your thingies, and, and I'm going to say I, I tend to agree with you, to be honest with you, mate. So we kind of had it in our group chat, and, and for me, I'm all for freedom of speech, and I think like everybody needs, everybody's got a voice. They're more than everybody's got an opinion. I'm more than happy for people to uh, uh, show you their opinion. Uh, my only problem with like th- this instance in, in the banner is like it, it, re- it reflects on the club, and I think Anne said it as well. And I understand how people like I, I totally understand people loving what's going on, and it's like again this whole freedom of speech, and like for me, like I'm no, I'm in no way a royalist at all. I'm not. <laughs> Like far from it, uh, and I've got my opinions, but I just think they need to be shown in the right way and the right light. And I just don't want it. Like all I want is the best for the club, and I just think that kind of brings in that's a reflection of the club, and it just brings bad press to the club. And that kind of went on in the chat. There's others in our chat that say freedom of speech is the way to go. You should be. They shouldn't be doing this. They should be booing. They should be doing all the rest of that. And I totally understand that too. Like that's your opinion. That's that's fine. And there's others on our on the podcast that have that opinion. Just for me, I just think if you're if it's that place and time, and you're bringing the club into that, I just I just it's just no for me. Uh, and I think Ange kind of backed that thought up today when he had his presser and he says we only want what's best for the club. And I think he actually. Um, he didn't ask the fans to behave. I think the way it was worded in the press was totally. Um, I agree, Alistair, mate. Um, the the kind of twisted words, but he he always knows what to say. 
Uh, so I, like, I think they were wanting him to have a dig at the fans and say, like, shouldn't he be doing this and that and the next thing? It's not what he did. He says, we've done what we've been asked. We wore our black armbands. We paid our respects our way. We'll always do what's right by the club, etc., etc., which I totally agree with. For me, at the end of the day, um, the club's more, most important. And uh, But I totally agree. Freedom of speech and all the rest of it, just in the right, the right time and the right environment. What's your thoughts on it? Do you think... <laughs> do you agree or do you think, like others, Stephen, that uh, <laughs> you, you should be able to say what you want to say? And and again, like I say, it's an opinion, and I'm not saying I'm right. Other people, <laughs> Monty's in the dinner put what Monty put on. We can put that one up, can't we? I think. Uh, aye, that's, that's, aye, that's one he's better. That's one he's So, what more. do you? What's your thoughts on the whole scandal that's going on in the press? <laughs> uh, I've just got to bring up this because he's wanting to actually have a pop. I know she put something on Twitter. Uh, about I, him. I did. I, I actually tweeted Jeremy Kyle after I read it. Uh, but I'll, I'll go to that next. Um, uh, it's, I'm probably more siding with you. And and I th- I think it was Ross the same who's had similar opinions to you with it and the whole banner thing. It's there's a time and a place and like what Alistair said, that's try and be smart about it. Like just like saying fuck the crown, it's like we don't you don't need to be a Ross. Like just we're not saying like be silent, clap your hands. Yeah, everybody's entitled to to protest, to to freedom of speech to an extent, but there's rules within UEFA that you can't you can't even use the word fuck anyway. So that's I think I believe that's what we're actually getting the punishment for. It's not necessarily right, okay. the comment as such, but I think they can get fined for it being a derogatory comment and things like that. So it's it's just it's like you said in like us, it's one of the ones just pick your moments to do it. But equally I'm not I'm not shocked. There was always going to be that I, I I expected it from the Green Brigade, and it's it's it is maybe a wee, having a wee go at them. They do do tend to live on the edge. Like some of the stuff today is absolutely brilliant, and then some of the stuff, well, for me personally, the other night, I'm like you, I'm far for us. It's kind of be kind of be asked for the monarchy and all that, but it's just I I didn't see the need for it. I just do not see the need for it. Bringing on a on a night where it was it's maybe a bit Celtic and you're. Just kind of deflecting that a wee bit and bringing it, bring it to units. Like without knowing anybody within the Green Brigade, I don't think they'll personally say they speak for the whole Celtic support. But uh, the way it's been picked up in the media, as if that is the Celtic way, that's the Celt- the thought process and things. Uh, like that. And, and fair that's... play to Anza, he's he's actually no minds to jump down anybody's throat. Where you can see the media are trying to trip him up to ca- get that wee divide, but. I just for me, well, it's it, it did not surprise me, but it's as I say, I go back to the Green Brigade, like to live on the edge. Some of their stuff is absolutely brilliant, and then some it's just for me, like the other night, it's no needed. Aye, I mean, that's and maybe it's just maybe I'm just because I like I, I think if we maybe it's the media, that's all it is for me, to be honest with you, because I think mm. if you want to voice your opinion, you should be allowed to, but. Because we all know that's going to be the back page of the papers uh, the very next day, I think it just brings the club out in a bit of disrepute. Mm. But, I mean, in saying that, next week it'll all be forgotten about. We'll get a fine. The the club will pay it. Um, but, aye, that's, a, that's another thing I kind of want to go on to as well. There's been a few mentions of that about the team across the city. and mm. I mean, they were told directly by UEFA to not sing... The English national anthem, and they've went ahead and done and 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 done it, and it looks like they're escaping punishment. Um, so I can understand why people get upset because it does seem like it's one rule for one and one rule for the other. And uh, I know there's been some uh, unsavoury things happening after the game as well, which has been in the comments that it looks like they're getting away scot free from. Um. So I can understand why it leaves a bad taste in, in people's mouths because uh, it does seem like it's one rule for one, one rule for the other. They were directly told. It's not as if we were directly told before the game, do not have any banners, do not. I know that's in the rules and people know that, but they were literally, before the game, told 
don't do this, and they went and done <laughs> it, and it still seems like escape punishment. Strange one, isn't it? Uh, it is a strange one, but it's, it's like obviously they said don't don't play the nas- the English national anthem and sing it and stuff. It's it is weird how it seems to be one one rule for them and one for us, but equal. Like, how do you punish a stadium for singing? But they seem to be punishing us for a section of support with a banner, a banner, so to speak. So, uh, it's it's just a, it's the crazy world that UEFA seem to live in. To be fair, they're not the most them and FIFA are probably not the most credible people in the world. But uh, it's, I just I don't get how you can say don't do this. And then they do it, and then they don't no actions taken against you for it, or what seems no action. Then you see the the sort of warm down for the Napoli players, and there seems to be a bit of commotion down at the 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 touchline and stuff. And there's a big steward and police presence. So I don't know. Like I've heard folks saying there was track on the park. I don't don't know. That's probably more just potentially thrown objects and things like that. But uh, it's uh, it's a weird one. Well, how like we say it's. Just told not to do something, and you do it. We we weren't told to do banners, even though it's it's in the rules. You're not allowed that type of sort of a message to go out. But it's uh, it's it's a weird stance for for them and UEFA. But like I say, it's they're not the most credible people at the end of the day. I know it's a strange, strange one. Strange, mm-hmm. strange one. I am um, lots of disagreement in the. In the <laughs> I know. In the comments, I, just, I love this is what it's all about. We're all, uh-huh. um, and I and I love that. Like I'm totally happy for people to have their opinion. It's great, and I and I and I totally understand where um, people who think opposite are coming from, and they think that we should be and we shouldn't be respecting, and and like that's that's fair enough. Um, Geo Patrick, there's I think she's nailed it for me. That's exactly what I've um, yeah, I thought. It's put a banner made by the few, uh-huh. not reflective of everyone. We take the shit that follows, but saying that. And this is for both sides. The punishment's usually a fine, and it's like fucking pennies to, to both clubs. So I don't know how you would crack down on it, but I mean, um, aye, I, I wouldn't know how you would crack down on that. And I know people have different opinions, so that's great. But um, somebody has said, if you bear with me a second, because this is what I wanted to touch on next as well, Ryan Kelly there. Um, and he's talking about the headlines that followed uh, Wednesday night games. Now, I'm not one that is for like the whole bashing and, and it, see this whole paranoia thing and all that, right? I'm no one for that. I don't like bashing the other side for for people to come back and say, oh, you're, you're all paranoid and all the rest of it. But I noticed this massively this week. Headlines there, Ryan said that um, <laughs> Celtic avoided a second half disaster and all that, we've heard. Bear in mind the second half we absolutely dominated and we should have scored at least two goals. We didn't. But the the headlines for the opposite side were oh, unfortunate after going down a man, unfortunate penalty and all, and all that nonsense. And I, I was reading it in disbelief. Like, are you, are you having a laugh? The Rangers are in turmoil at the moment. They are all over the place. They're losing goals for fun. They're not scoring. They're, what's that? Four, four, four and three they've conceded there in the last That's three fine. games in a row. I've watched a wee bit, and I don't think Gio's has a clue what he's like. He's, he's going, he goes through about three formations a game, and I think if that was the shoe was on another foot, and I'm not this type. I think people know me on the pod would know that I'm not one for. But I really do think if the shoe was on another foot, we'd be getting slated and um, worse football going, and not like Andrew would be looking at go at the door and all the rest of it. I, I couldn't believe when I seen the headlines that, and it seemed like if you hadn't seen the two games, you would have thought that we would have struggled and Rangers were unlucky. And it, it was the exact polar opposite. Bonkers. What was your thoughts on that as well? The headlines are just fucking unbelievable. Oh, it's eh? actual madness when you think of it. And then was there not one something about uh, Celtic are one point ahead of, or one point better off than Rangers in the Champions? No, no, they said they've got one point between them. Oh, right, one by fifteen. It's like, aye, well, I mean, <laughs> technically you're right, but Rangers have got zero points and we've got one. Like on a technicality, they're right. It's still thinking Rangers have got one point between them. Aye, uh-huh. they've got one European Cup between them as well. I know. Fucking it's... print that. <laughs> but uh, uh, it's just it's it's a it's weird weird journal because it was actually I think the one you're talking about is for the exact same paper as well. 
So that's what I found. Was found uh, I think of both for the Daily Mail as well. So it's it's how the same. I don't know if it was the same reporter watching both games, but it's how the same paper can look at the both games and come up with that sort of narrative. If you like, it's it's absolutely madness. Because if you look at the stats in the game, I don't think Shakhtar had a shot on goal the second half. So how we scraped the one Aye. and we a, a draw. I, I, I don't understand that. I think we had about six or seven shots in the second half. And then I actually heard like Alan McCoy's uh, after the game on uh, Wednesday, the Napoli game, was, he was asked about the penalties and he actually said, uh, I, I mean, by the letter of the law, they were probably all penalties, but I think it was harsh. It's like, what, what, I mean, what do you mean, mate? How? And nobody's questioning him about that. It's just it's just madness how things are getting reported now. I know, I know, I know. This is a team that were world beaters in Europe. Right, Franny. Listen, guys, usually the Tomlinsons are in charge <laughs> of all the technical stuff. They're nowhere to be seen tonight. This is me and Franny's first rodeo with all the technical stuff, and Franny's doing the comments, so you hate to be away this tonight. <laughs> it's, not like, it's not like Stephen just firing every comment up. But there's a few belters in there about the last time Chevko scored. Is that, I think I've seen one of it. There's Jed and there's Joe, a couple of belters. I'm loving Monty in the chat tonight as well. He's having a lot. He's getting, he's getting his... Monty's getting his point across tonight and I'm loving it, mate. And I totally understand what you're saying, uh, getting your opinion across, but they're, they're, they can't even be showing name. Look at Joe Finley's here. Last time Jair's won, Caitlin, Caitlin Jenner had buzz. <laughs> <laughs> Right, let's move on for all that debacle. By the way, it's I'm pretty sure it's Tony and John on, on Monday. We're political gurus, so that will be um, an in-depth. That's your, that's your time boys. That'll <laughs> be about the about the punishments, about the the headlines that have been going on, just the stuff we kind of just touched on there. Pretty sure they two will go in depth on that, and uh, that'll be a fun one to watch. I'm looking forward <laughs> to it. So, Europe over for. Uh, another week back to the domestic football on Sunday, I believe. Early kick off Sunday, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, St. Mum, do you think there's going to be much changes for that game? Considering we've got, a, we've, I'm pretty sure it's an international break after that, isn't it? Sunday. So, mm. do you think they're, um, he's worried about resting anybody, or do you think he's just going to be like, well, he's an hour for two weeks, pretty much, away in international duty? Now I'm just going to play who I want. Uh, I, nah, I think it'll be a fairly strong team. It's I think if Ant just showed anything, he's, he doesn't let up for anybody, even in the league copy, can he puts a strong team out? So I, uh, for me, I, th- I think it'll. I don't think there'll be many changes for for midweek. Well, I think it'll be a fairly strong team. Just take care of the take care of the game. Um, going to the 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 first international break on a high, uh, still top of the league and things flying. Um, so. I just, uh, it's, it's all good to now. It's all good to now. And then just, I don't see what, you don't need to rest anybody for that. It's Angie's, um, it's not up to Angie to send players on international duty fit. So it's, obviously you're not wanting anybody injured, but it's, it's it doesn't need to be resting anybody for any international manager. I, I totally agree. I, I think he'll be strong again. Where, um, I think in Angie's eyes, are pretty much like the the game, any game we're playing. It's it's put the foot down and and don't let up. And we've got a wee gap opening up now at the top of this league. And I think we want to just keep uh, keep pulling clear and 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 no let up. And I know we talked about it. We talked about it in the podcast last week and said that um, that well, I could see us going unbeaten this season. And I, I really think that's possible. I really think that even a Second string side could dominate and, and, and batter teams this season. I know you were the one. So what what's your thoughts? Do you think you think that's a possibility? Uh I'm not sure. I'll be honest, well, I was looking at the comments and not got a clue what you asked. <laughs> I said on the last pod there we were uh, <laughs> we were discussing about how the team were, were rampant now, but what is it the depth as well? We we could go unbeaten this year. Uh, I know you that you were the one so you didn't hear mm. thoughts. Do you think that's a possibility this year? I, I honestly think with the depth we've got, the second string side to go and beat most teams comfortably. I do. I, I think the way the way we've started and then the way we finished last season, I mean, it was it was uh, that was probably our most strongest points. It was kind of the lead up to Christmas where 
we, we had a wee bit of shock, but it was a lot of his inches. But now that he's got everybody in, fit and firing, I dare say he might strengthen in January, with maybe one or two boys. If, we're, if we go into the sort of January window undefeated and then Ange adds one or two additions, I, I think it's a real strong possibility. I think he'll drive it in the players to say, look, we've got a real chance of mate doing something special here. He'll want to do something special. I think the players all buy into it and want to do something special. But it's it's certainly a possibility. But equally, it's, it's a really hard thing to do. Go. There's a reason it's why it's not done a lot, like going undefeated. But we're certainly in a good place squad-wise to, to give it a good crack anyway. So what's your thoughts for Sunday, do you think? What's your thoughts on the team? You think there's, I think the team mostly picks itself, barring this one winger, whether it's a Bada, Haxabanovich <laughs> or, or Maeda. What, what do you think will go away on Sunday? Do you think uh, it'll be much the same? Oh, that was a comment I brought up there. Um, I think, it's because it just a new one came up, I think I'm going to go Hart. I think Ralston may come in. I think Jens and CCV will start, and I think Taylor, who's just turned into prime, we've like spent three million and on the left back, and he's turned into prime Maldini man. It's mental, <laughs> absolutely mental. <laughs> um, I think he'll just keep his place. The midfield three, a wee bit. I, I think that's just got to stay the same. But we, I would not be surprised if Moy comes in and instead of Hatati. But I, I do think it'll be the same three. What about this? Midweek. I seen. Um... Sorry, mate, to cut you off. Sorry. But I see, um, uh, Kaiser said there. I know he's uh, he pretty much changed the whole team, but mm-hmm. um, I is it I will guard the, the new Danish boy. Do you think we're going to see much of him in the coming weeks or too I early? Sure I think too early because somebody I'm sure I read that he hadn't played in about four or five months. And just to answer Paul, <laughs> no, I can't. I can't. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> 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 but I so I think the midfield three will be McGregor, Hatati, and Ariely. But I would not be surprised if Moy comes in, and I think Haxavanovic might start, and Yota might drop out and put a badder right at right mid, and I think Kyogo will start. Aye, I think that seems to be the way. It's always going to. It's well, ninety nine percent, ninety nine percent of the time, it's Kyogo seems to be the starter, and you can't argue way. when he's went with. There you go with Monty, man. Like you could actually put that team at Nibor. Aye. That's quite a few. Aye, teams. and I think they've run comfortably as well. It looks Aye. like there's lots of everybody's confident in the comments, um four, five nils and all the rest of it. What's that? Okay, we've been more received, I'll say f- I'll say three. Three? Yeah. I think it could I think it could be another doing. I think we'll just mm-hmm. go and uh run rampant again. Uh I agree with my and I don't I know we've touched on previously, but um, do you think that he he'll be pushing for a start? I know you said your team, but he'll be pushing for a start. I think he's done well since he's came on. I mean, he's known the type that's going to wow uh, uh, the fans, and and his job's to come and break up play and play a five yard pass. And I think he's done it excellently every time he's came on this season. What, what do you think? Because I was a bit skeptical about his signing with his age, and I didn't know where he would fit in because if he went, I've seen him before. He was more. I think he was more a number eight. I, but my recollection of him was just at Huddersfield, I think, when they had that, they mm. came up and had that one year in the Premier League. And I thought he, he looked good, but he's aged since then. And, and I didn't see him coming in and playing this number six role. Um, but I think since he's came in, he's, he's looked pretty solid, didn't he? Uh, I mean, I think I was on the podcast straight after we signed him. And I said I was underwhelmed by the signing. But he's, he's proved me well wrong. I think every game you see him, you just see what he brings to that team. It's just an absolute common influence. Now, he almost looks like he can't be bothered being out there. Even the way he runs and stuff, it's like just laboured and stuff. But it's, <laughs> yeah, just, no. it's almost like, oh, playing football, I've bored in this, but just the way, like you say, keeps the play moving, keeps going, and he has got that pass where he can play through lines. He plays ones over the top and stuff. I think he's an absolute great passer of the ball. Just rotates, like keeps the ball moving and just keeps everything flowing, breaks it up. And uh, it's, it's one of the ones I didn't see the point at the time, but I'm I'm so glad I did a podcast and I'm no post <laughs> I think it's handy. I think it'll be handy. That, like, we've seen it already in the Champions League. If we need to come on and keep hold of the ball, 
Um, Paul Diet and Kenny are both saying Anogard not ready to start after uh, the international break, according to uh, Ange. So Ange. cheers for that, boys. Um, aye, short and sweet tonight. <laughs> Us two. Um, a lot of people saying that in the chat that there's actually going to be a. They think there's going to be a lot of changes, which I'm mm-hmm. surprised at because I don't think we'll change much, especially with the like we said, the international break coming up. Don't think he'll be bothered about resting anybody for next week because we're not playing so I reckon I reckon he'll go strong I don't think there'll be many changes if I'm being honest but I think it'll be another doing I think we'll be at least <laughs> <laughs> oh Ross will be that Ross will be raging he never came up with that I know. <laughs> Ross is a pun guy and he's we'll be fucking raging he never came up with that. <laughs> I know. no but uh, guys I short and sweet tonight only two of us Technical difficulties because Franny's <laughs> on the ball. Kind of, kind of. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening in again. Super Six. Um, viewer coming on. What's it called? Uh, viewer takeover. Come uh, on for the viewer takeover if you want to come in. I'm looking forward to getting Jed on. My pal Jed in the chat all the time. Lots of debate tonight. I'm looking forward to getting him on. Uh, Alistair's going to be coming on shortly as well. We've got the international break coming up. I think there might be a few things. We'll obviously still do our normal pod where we're touching on the news and stuff like that, but I think we might do a wee, spin, a wee couple of spin-offs or something like that and see if we can get um, something a wee bit more fun rather than us just talking nonsense about uh, the week. I'm, the week I'm in it but him. <laughs> I'm not going to see him and see how he uses a laptop and that. <laughs> uh, I, back again on Monday, guys. I can't remember who's on. I think it's John, Tony and myself. And I'm looking forward to listening to them um, have a rant <laughs> about uh, the whole banner situation in a newspaper. They did something so. on Sunday as well. <laughs> to talk about. <laughs> I, I, hopefully another nine nil win. Uh, so thanks for joining us. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the game Sunday. Hail hail! See you next week. <laughs>